Yo, what's up, y'all? It is Amari checking in for another episode of Off the Hustle. It's a new year. It's time to go ahead and get to work. But before you do, I want to let you know, sometimes you don't win. You take a loss. Enjoy the conversation. Get your pen and pad. Peace. Welcome to the 4th of January, the new 4th of July, when the beginning of the year is where you set all your goals. Welcome to another episode of Off the Hustle. You said July? Nah, yeah, the 4th of January is the new 4th of July. Okay. We fire fireworks all year round now. It's 2021. You Catch gotta do you. something different. Catch you. <laughs> but, hey. Hey, well, sure. I like that. That's nice. Hey, I tried, man. <laughs> this is Jerry. Hey, what's up, y'all? Well, we wanted to start out this year really talking about the one thing that you need before you can start setting a goal you need recognition of all the losses you took last year and I don't mean necessarily losses as in situations that didn't go your way sometimes losses could mean situations you tend to take advantage of oh, yeah. or ones that you slept on or the ones that you were too afraid to take to me those are all losses yeah and the thing is uh, and as we mentioned before on past episodes and and if you're putting yourself around um, other individuals or different groups where they are um, always developing themselves, you're probably have heard of the um, the statement, you know, L's are not always, uh, you shouldn't look at your L's like um, a true loss, you should look at them as a lesson learned. So I wanna say that um, in accordance to the conversation that we uh, plan to have on today, you know, your lessons learned, you know, yeah, of course, at the end of the day, you can't sugarcoat it. It's a loss. You know, it's a setback. Something that you didn't achieve or something that, you know, uh, kind of uh, made you uh, re-look at something. You know, it didn't help you move forward, but it didn't help you move forward in that moment. It helped you re, uh, re-evaluate, helped you uh, regather some information that you needed, like, take back to the whiteboard and, you know, and just do some more planning before you actually take the next step forward because, um that's what is part of life. That's just the, the, the cause and effect that goes into trying to become better, trying to master something, trying to achieve something. If you think you're going to go out here and play uh, 365 games um, and you're going to win every single day, you know, I will say, you know, I commend you on your effort, but is it um, possible? Most likely not, just because every day is not going to be your best one. But you definitely need to put your best foot forward so you can make sure that you get something out of it. And I think that's the biggest lesson that we all strive to get. You know, you want to strive to fail, not to not to try to achieve on every single win. I think we was kind of talking about that before we press record, wasn't we? Yeah, man. I, I want to touch on something that was in my personal life that actually happened on Christmas. Yeah. So this isn't like a major oh woe is me l this is just something small that happened to me on one of my side hustles Mm -hmm. so on the side what i like to do is i like to buy comic books the ones i like you know i'm starting to actually keep more of them now but i was flipping them so i pick up a couple key issues uh and i just flip them on the side so i picked up an issue that i thought would become a key but i never knew when Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I picked it up because I just liked the artwork. It was one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites is the Justice League number twelve, Justice League International number twelve. Uh, and the reason it's important was because on Christmas a movie came out. Mm-hmm. It was the Wonder Woman movie. Now I knew one of the villains was going to be Cheetah. I didn't know who the other one was going to be. It was rumors that it was Maxwell Lord, but I didn't pay any attention. The reason that's important is because that comic 
Justice League International number 12 is the origins of Maxwell Lord. It's also the first appearance of Ice, but that's not important. But the reason why I bring it up is because the I didn't pay attention. I had it listed on eBay for like two bucks. Probably bought it for like 50 cents, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, nice little small profit, quick flip. Little. But the movie comes out. As I'm watching it, now this is the crazy part. As I'm watching, no, the day before I watched it, because I watched the day after Christmas. So on Christmas Day, I finished watching Soul. That's saying all here. The eBay sound, and I'm like, oh yeah, I love that sound. I love that sound. And I'm like, okay, cool. I look at it, Maxwell Lord. You know this comic that I've had for like three months, just Soul. Okay, awesome. You know I'm not tripping on it. Uh, sold for five dollars and some change. Oh yeah, I'm definitely happy. Mail it off that Monday. After I mail it off, now if you follow me on social media, you've already seen this. After I mailed it off, something told me to just check the price of it because I watched the movie now, and I'm like, man, he's in that movie. The same comic that was that I sold for five bucks that previously was only valued at, I think you could get ten for it in gym mint condition. Mm-hmm. Now going for ninety nine dollars in average condition. Well, if you know comic books is going is in very, very good. It was in very good condition. Right. So I'm like, Well, you telling me that the book that I sold that was probably on comic book scale about an eight point three went for five bucks and someone is selling the exact same comic in worse condition for a whole lot more. For a hundred. That's an L. To me, that's an L. I was thinking too fast. I was moving too quick, mm-hmm. and but it was an L I needed. Yeah. Because now you you know what I went and did. I went and got an app that helped me categorize all my comic books. Let me get the value of each one individually. So I come to find out, man, I got like two hundred dollars worth of comic books, and I haven't even went through my whole collection yet. I found out I got three, two books that's worth fifty bucks each. One book that's worth one hundred and sixty nine. A book that I paid no attention to because I didn't care. You know, to me, it was just, oh, this. Come to find out it's a rare variant that they only made 50 copies of. And now I'm really trying to make real decisions like, do I want to sell this one or do I want to keep it? Because I, I could, 150 on a book that I paid 49 cents for ain't bad. Mm-hmm. But I needed that L to teach me that lesson. And that's and that's and, and I trust me. Um, for those that know me, I do the exact same thing in reference to like reselling, uh, but just um, where Jared does um, comic books and um, and other things and that associated with that, I do more fashionable uh, more fashion items like tennis shoes, hats, vintage clothing, and I face I face the same dilemmas as well, you know, and it's kind of funny because it's like where. You may watch like where people may watch MSNBC to follow the stock market updates and things that's going on in the, the political and government uh, sector space to kind of see how the market fluctuates. You know, I you know I'm pretty sure Jared does the same thing in reference to like watching certain YouTube channels and watching certain um, um, personalities and influencers in reference to like the comic book world. I do the same thing in my space, and it's like a major lesson learned. For me, when I had that same challenge of like selling something either too quick or selling something that's at a, 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 a on a retail price, and then come to find out I could have sold it at a much higher price. I could have got a bigger bang for my buck, and it comes back to 
um, patience and research and development, things like that, that lead into you making a decision of how you're going to approach the game, how you're going to approach, you know, your way of doing business. And I think that with your situation, you know, I think that was probably like one of the biggest lessons learned. It's like you, you know, once you experienced that, that L, you was able to know, okay, what could I have done better? And I think that that's, you know, saying that's a, a huge call out to make for anybody who may be doing the same, um, who's trying to strive for the same hustle. Yeah. And it's not just that. So right now we're talking about those L's that taught us a lesson, but some some of you guys are, my, are entrepreneurs and had a, had a goal for your side hustle. So for me, I didn't really have a goal for it. It was just something I do for fun. It's a hobby. You know, if I double my money, cool. If I don't, you know, I got a lot of comic books that I can read. Mm-hmm. It's not a loss. Yeah. But for some people, you may have started, you know, your own detailing company or you started your own T-shirt brand or you started uh, what's some other hustles people started last year. Uh, You know, you started an at-home bakery delivery service or something along those lines. I know a lot of people did that. Yeah, and I know a lot of people actually um, dived into um, stocks, um, day trading, um, Mm -hmm. which has been, you know, very, um, very trending um, uh, a trend within like the past few years. Uh, And and it definitely comes with, you know, the the level of impact of social media becoming normalized daily and people sharing information, sharing their experiences of learning a new hustle, a new a new uh, hobby, and you know, and, and that's and, and that's uh, I think I want to say like it very it definitely comes off as um, beneficial to make a little extra pocket money, but just think about if you really put forth a, a major dedication towards not just about trying to execute the hustle, but actually studying the hustle, learning the you know, take some time out to research and develop your skills before you execute. And it's kind of goes back to a saying that I've heard before, you know, I'd rather cut, I'd rather measure two times and cut once versus do a lot of chopping of the tree and trying to overwork myself. And so, because sometimes we do, you know, work against our potential when we strive for instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah, we, we may, you know, sometimes, uh, and I think that kind of would, you know, your 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 story kind of leads to to that sometimes. And for myself as well, we may we may think about getting that end result so bad, or saying, hey, we we closed a deal, we closed, we made a sale, and not really looking at everything that could have led to a bigger uh, result or bigger outcome. And so I think that's just you know, for you hustlers out there, think about that. Yeah, and one thing that you also think about, a lot of you guys set goals last year that you didn't hit. So it may have been a financial goal. It may have been a number of clients you wanted to serve. It wanted to be a number of followers you wanted to get on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't hit your goal. That's an L. Embrace it. Learn from your mistakes because you learned what you did wrong last year. Yeah, definitely. Trust me. But there are a lot of people who are going to give up. And I'm, I'm not talking to those people. Because, you know, that's not what we do here. I say include them in the conversation. I mean, they can listen, but it ain't for them. (laughs) It's for the people who are feel a little bit more discouraged now thinking they're not on the right path. Mm -hmm. When necessarily, that's not it. Yeah. You have to learn from all those L's so that you can do the thing right. Now, it's a lot of a lot of people had a revenue goal. Maybe they wanted their their side hustle or their newfound main hustle because of COVID to make them six figures. Mm-hmm. They had a goal of 100K because they never made 100K. Mm-hmm. Well, you took an L. You didn't make it. 
Maybe you only made 40. Maybe you only made 50. Heck, maybe you only made 27. It is what it is. But now that a new year has come around, it's time for you to break it down. What all did you do wrong last year? What were those learning moments? Break the goal down smaller. If you're trying to make 100K, that means you need to make $237 a day if you're working on that one hustle. Exactly. that's, That's real math. Yeah, I, and and I for, uh, and I would like for I like for both of us to kind of share, um, just like you know maybe one or how many stories you want to share, of you know what were some L's that we took or that we took individually, um, because I want to I want our listeners to, you know, just kind of connect with us for a moment. I know for me, uh, one of the major one one of the um, L's I took in twenty twenty was not staying fully committed to. Um, to all the goals I set in place with my um, health and fitness, you know what I'm saying. Um, um, staying, staying committed to um, hitting those specific detailed goals that I had. You know, if you if you follow me uh, on Instagram, you'll be able to see the the video that started it all, and I and I I give out all the details. Uh, follow me on Instagram, and when I started setting five apart. I had a goal of not just being able to go seven five days, staying within the confines of what the the challenge entails, but I also set some personal goals for myself, such as like being able to get down to uh, running um, a mile within like nine minutes. You know, my max being nine minutes flat, um, being able to lose a certain amount of pounds, or me being able to fully commit myself to a overall vegetarian diet. You know, those specific things I wanted to achieve myself. Um, so some of those goals I did achieve, but the ones I did not achieve, such as getting down to like nine minutes flat, as well as staying fully committed to a vegetarian diet. Um, that's why I definitely failed at. And, you know, it was, a, you know, for my diet, it was a hard crash. Uh, and so I think it was like maybe around like day 43, day 44, where I, you know, saying um, I, I think I was traveling out of town. Um, for a weekend and during that weekend of course just then I didn't I thought at the moment that I couldn't you know there was no possible way to find plant-based food that was at a decent price or whatever nearby um but that was me giving myself an give myself an easy way out give myself a, a, a excuse that I thought was valid when in actuality looking back it was like nah so there's so many other things that you could have did you know you could have you know travel a little further to go to a grocery store, get you some, 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 um, some vegetables or whatever, or get you some, uh, cook your own dish. Um, you could have, you know, either fast, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's not about your situation. It's about what you do in those situations that show who you truly are. And in that moment, I, when I look back at it, I definitely cracked under pressure and I didn't live up to my word. So with that, it just comes to show like, you know, to what you mentioned before in past episodes, the circumstances brings out the real person. You know what I'm saying? And going to 2021, you know, we plan on doing 75 hard um, round two starting in February. I want to definitely prove myself right. And another thing I did not do that was an L um, was not documenting my my journey. I want to be able to share that journey. I want to not, it shouldn't be no questions asked about all right, did Amari really stick to his guns inside of this 75-day challenge? You know what I'm saying? Because it was a lot of days where he didn't post. After a while, he stopped posting. 
You know what I'm saying? That's a failure. That's a that's a loss. So with that, I want to this next go around. I want to be able to truly be a man of my word and reference to share my journey with you, with everyone, and making sure that there's that we take away the excuses. Take away the excuses of there shouldn't be no reason, no room to wonder on is this person who they say they are. And I think that's a major key for 2021 for everybody. 2020 exposed a lot about everyone in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Going to this, as we're in the new year now. Take what you learned in past years, not just 2020, but say what you learned in years prior to now and really test yourself. Push yourself to become the most authentic version of who you are. And don't worry so much about what's going to happen 10 years from now. Stay, you know what I'm saying, for all your long-term goals are, things that you want to be in place for down the line, that's fine. But be in the now. Um, and that's something that's, you know, part of my MO for 2021 is being in the now for things that we know we need to work on. Let's find a way to work on them immediately. Let's not put things on the back burner because after a while, that that pipeline of you know your that to do list is gonna pile up eventually, and that's the, that's the wrong type of compound entries that you want to get. You want to be able to look at your to do list and see things get checked off, things get crossed out. You don't want to see things keep getting you know added and reminders having to hit your phone. You're starting to feel bad about yourself because you're not becoming who you want to be. So that was my personal experience. Uh, Jared, what about you, man? Man, for me last year, the L I want to talk about the most is the one that, you know, we took on the real estate side. Uh, And not just when COVID happened, there was a lot of things we were trying to implement uh, coming out of it, you know, new skills we had learned and things of that nature that we definitely know will take our business to the next level. Uh, And we just failed to implement them before the new year came in. So for me, that was one. uh, One was a marketing cycle that we we wanted to implement uh, and for some reason, it took us, you know, more than two months to implement it, implement something that we could implement it immediately. Uh, for, and I think more it was a we wanted to make sure we were doing it right, mm-hmm. which is important. Yes. Uh, but I feel like we missed an opportunity somewhere at the end of the year, even if we didn't close on any more, any additional deals for doing it mm-hmm. uh, just from generating the buzz and getting awareness out of what our company is and what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a, a missed opportunity and not like one of those major, oh, we didn't do it. L. It was more of a cautionary L that we took yeah. uh, from doing the right thing, just doing it uh no, just doing the right thing. We did the right thing, and I th- I still think it was an L, yeah. not a bad L, not like a we did something wrong. Right, L's an L. But an L's an L. <laughs> but, I, like, I like that. Uh, and then from the personal side, one that I would look at is more, you know, just keeping, there's a lot of different things I wanted to do for our marketing. Uh, a lot of courses I wanted to complete, certifications I wanted to complete that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a personal L. And I think it was something we talked about when we talking to Visioneer Integrator. Uh, I wasn't locked in enough on one thing. I had a lot of shiny object syndrome where I turn here and turn there, turn here. Um, and though it did help us marketing-wise, and we got a great marketing cycle getting ready to come out at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been better if I had completed all that coursework uh, that I had set aside for myself. Yeah. So anyone who who does follow me, you can actually go. I start keeping myself accountable 
uh, right at the end of the year, I completed my Google Ads uh, display uh, certification. So now I have to do the shopping. Uh, I got a couple more to go for that mm-hmm. in particular, but it's just up for our Google Ads. So we can start doing PPC and things like that. Um, that was an L for me because I could have completed that back in June. I could have completed it in July. Yeah, bro. And, uh, and it took me all of December to actually buckle down and say, okay, let me do it now. Yeah, and that, and that, and uh, with you mentioning that, that brings up um, uh, something that I think about often. The things that we often put on our back burners, you know what I'm saying, in procrastination, it's funny about something when, when you finally get around to actually taking care of that task and you end up completing that task, most times you'll realize that could have, that didn't take long. It could have been done a long time ago if you just got out your own way, mm-hmm. stop overthinking, stop, you know what I'm saying, getting in, putting yourself in a bad mood and just do it. And, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I think I had called, I think I had, I was, um, I was coming over to your house um, that morning, right when you had, right before you had completed it. Or I think right after you completed that certification, um, the Google one. It was while I was taking the test. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think, and I think you had something like, it took like a little bit over an hour. Yeah, it took me for an hour. The test took me about 45 minutes. Yeah, so it was like when you, you know, and then when you put it into like, just put it into like straight lace, no no bells and whistles. When you just look at the situation, what it, what it really is, it's like that took less than, took, that took an hour of your day. Yeah, I did the coursework and probably like, hour and a half hour and a half took yeah. like 15 20 minutes to study it mm-hmm. took the test in 45 minutes so pretty much like a two two and a half hours yeah. to, I, I was up at eight i was done by 10 so in like two so out of 24 hours out two out of 24 hours you was able to dedicate two and a half hours to get something that's going to help you long term and for my for my for our people out there who are either savvy investors right now or you're striving to become a more of a, a full time or more of a, a skillful investor. I want you to be. I want you always to think about that when you sit down or to either study or to actually put uh, set up your your investments and and look at that profession for what it truly is. Something that takes a, a small amount of time to get a long term gain. That's where the win is. What you get on what you get in your results, such as you know, uh, return on investment or an achievement, a milestone, that's just a reflection of the work that you put in daily to make sure that you practice the habit of um, successful wins. The successful wins is make sure that you are that you know you put the time in, you set the play up right appropriately, so you can get the proper result, and you know. Where a lot of people will fall by the wayside, and I'm and I'm a victim of this as well. Where we fall by the wayside is we look, we get so caught up in that dream factor, we get so caught up in the end result that we never pay attention and cater to the process. You know, so it's something that I commend you for doing. You know, something like the Google certification, which I definitely he put me on game. Jerry put me on the game, on game one with this. This stuff is information that will help you not just get a certification or get a notch on your belt. This is something that adds to your business. 
This yeah. is something that when you talk about marketing, there's a lot of people out here who who make a lot of money in that profession. And Google Ads? <laughs> so like yeah. Man, you get proficient at Google Ads, you can make, you know, five hundred dollars for like really two hours worth of work. And two hours worth of work. Two hours worth of work. So two hundred and fifty dollars per hour. Just for learn something that a lot of people may try straight straight yeah, straight. But you can learn for free. Yeah. You learn it for free, you can make you can turn around and make five hundred for two hours worth of work. Easy. And I don't mean like working for mom pop places. I mean you can go on websites like Upwork and you got mm-hmm. Verizon hiring people because they don't want a full time person on staff just monitoring Google Ads. They just need somebody to come in, tweak tweak this and that mm-hmm. and get it back up and running and you can do that, make five hundred bucks, go home and you can build out a resume doing that. You that could be a side hustle. Yeah, and I think and that, that may bring up, and that brings up, um, which may be a, a whole another conversation for another time. Um, but I just wanted to call that out, where you see the workforce going into nowadays. Um, a lot of people starting to work remote, uh, remotely from you know your, your traditional office space. People working from home or working you know wherever they they may be at the time. But you know the the workforce how you see how we've seen it back in the day has definitely evolved to something that's more. Um, uh, by the hour, you know, more, you know, by the consultant, uh, consultation type of approach where people are getting paid for doing special tasks, you know, at top dollar. And guess what? They're not working a full eight to nine, ten hour shifts. They're probably putting in whatever work, however much time they need, they need to do as long as they get the job done. Here you go. Here goes your paycheck. Here goes your pay cut. And all oh, your paycheck. I'm sorry. And people are living their lives on the untraditional format and I think that's where the world's starting to catch up with it so before you get to before the world gets to a point to where that's everyday life I think it's very important for our hustlers to look into that look into that to those topics of how do you get ahead and how do you uh, make the best of your skill set and your profession uh, to where you can market yourself in a way you're getting the most opportunities what you do is one thing that I want a lot of people to look into when this year last year was a major L on a on a high level this year the same excuse doesn't apply you've lived through this now now I, I, I consider myself an amateur economist amateur historian if you go back to the 1920s the exact same situation happened a little bit later in the in the in the decade, but in the nineteen twenties the same thing happened. It caused the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. A pandemic hit. They didn't have the technology they have now and it was catastrophic on the on the United States nation. But do you know most of the million dollar families that we talk about today in the US was made in the twenties, in the thirties, right after that situation? A lot of people bounced back harder. Mm-hmm. Some people started lives. Some people started, if you look at Carnegie, he started the, you know, the U.S.'s biggest oil, uh, oil and fuel company mm-hmm. coming out of a recession. So I say all of that to say this, your L isn't going to stop the world from running. Don't act like it should. So it shouldn't, if it's not going to stop the world at large, why are you letting it stop your world? That's great, bro. You still have to wake up. You still got to do everything that you got to do. Just take it on the chin and just invest in yourself. Yeah, and that's all and, part. And that's all part of like the win, actually. Yeah, 
people are always complaining about not having enough. If you've ever read, uh, it's cliche, but thinking grow rich, thinking grow rich, or rich dad poor dad, there's parts in that in both of those books where they talk about how. And I'm going to go Rich Dad, Poor Dad first. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, they talk about how a lot of people, when life hits them, they do one or two things. They take it or they fight it. Yes. Now, there's a third person who rolls with it and learns from it. But the person who just takes it is woe is me. The person who fights it takes it out on everyone else around them, ruins marriages, friendships, working relationships, because they, they know the universe is pushing them around, but they don't know who to fight back against. Exactly. Then, and then you got the third person who learns from it. Everyone should strive to be that third person. Yes, be upset. Yes, embrace the moment. But you should also take the time to say, you know what? What can I learn from this moment? Okay, I feel like I don't have enough money. Where am I spending my money? That's where you should always start. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not a matter of I need more. It's a matter of where is it going. Yeah. Then once you figure out where is it going, let's say you figure out, oh, you have an amazing budget, but stuff's still coming up late, coming up short. Okay, well, my budget is my budget ain't the problem. I do need more. I can't cut anything else. I'm living on bare minimum right now. Yeah, so pretty much before you look outward, you need to look inward. Yeah. Now you need to start thinking, okay, cool, can I make more money at my job? If you have a bonus structure or commission structure, can I make more money at my job? What can I do to create more avenue, more money avenue at my job? Okay, it's not possible. Okay, now I need to figure out how can I bring in more money with my free time. Because if you living in that type of situation, you don't have free time. Your time ain't free. Yeah. That time is being occupied by stress. That time is being occupied by depression. That that's not free time. Mm-hmm. It's time you giving away to negative forces. Right. Take the time back. How do you take it back? You find a way to bring money in. I don't care if it's something like flipping comic books like I do, flipping clothes like you do. Uh you could like we were talking about just a second ago, get the Google Ad certification. You can go on Fiverr and get somebody to pay you to watch you drink water. I don't care what it is. Find a way. There are skills out there that people will pay premiums for that you can gather for free in your own time. Find them. That's yeah. all you have to do, really. Find that. That's Everyone talks about how... When you go work for a nine to five or you work an hourly job, you're trading time for money. You're not trading time for money. You're trading time for experience. You got shitty experiences, so you're getting shitty money. That's the truth. And that's very and that's and that's law. I'm sorry, like that's that's where you gotta you have to be honest with yourself. Um, I, and and that's where, um, this the degree of the degrees of separation are getting wider because a lot of people are starting to lean more towards the the spectrum of feeling sorry for themselves or lashing out at the world without finding solutions. And for the people who are using time to really look inward, see how they can find a solution, no matter the circumstances, those people are the ones that's going to, even they are behind in, in comparison to their peers or their, um, their, uh, other people who they compare themselves to, eventually they're going to get ahead because they're sticking to the script of never giving up and always finding solutions to the problems that most times they create themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, and and don't take me as being harsh when I say this, but you're afraid of something. I, You've heard me say this. If you listen to the early episodes, you heard me say this. I feel like everyone was put on this earth to get abundance. Yeah. If you're not trying to get it or you don't have it or you don't want it, you are selfish. You are. These are facts. 
because if no matter what your religion is in every religious text, there is a place where it says you should be fruitful. How can you be fruitful living on minimum wage? You can't. Mm -hmm. How can you be fruitful always trying to worry about bills? You can't. So you have to take the responsibility of who you are and your place in this world. Find a skill that will afford you no more money because in most cases, and this is just me speaking from people I've known from my own experience and just studying. I read history books like it's fun for me. Most people who have went on to live in abundance, and I don't mean getting rich, stupid rich, wilds, Oprah type money. I mean just living in abundance where they're not worried about bills, where things are paid for and they can freely have time to be with their families. Because mm -hmm. for everybody that's not being millionaire rich, for yeah, some people it's, you know, 80000 but all our bills paid and we got savings as money is being stacked away. And you're still able to build generational yeah. wealth. Some of those, the, the way that those people do it, in most cases, is they start a business. This is just yes. me speaking from facts. You can research me. People are going to say millionaires are made in real estate or in stocks or in mm -hmm. whatever the hell else they want to say. Real Wealth is made in businesses. Exactly. Because they are passive income streams. Now, this is just me putting my beliefs on everybody and, you know, it is what it is. But that's where it's made. In most cases, most people who go on to have abundance in their lives, their original jobs were trash. If you go and you look at Think and Grow Rich, because I brought that up, the beginning story talks about how one of Edison's partners came in to work with him. Exactly. That partner had a horrible job. It was a crappy job that he just walked out on one day mm -hmm. and went to Edison's office and said, I'm going to be your partner one day. Yeah. And that that's the story. But think about it. He had no skills. He worked on, I think, the railroad tracks at first. He hopped on a train so he could get there for free. He train hopped to get there for free, and when he get there, he had no skills. He taught himself sales skills, and with those sales skills, he worked his way up. See, and the reason I say that is when you have no skills and you got horrible experiences, you're going to get horrible money. If the only experience you have in your background is, oh, I've worked at McDonald's. Well, you didn't pick up a side skill, a side hustle, or nothing? No. Okay, then the skills you have are... Fast food worker skills. Exactly. Yeah. Fast food worker skills get you Fast maybe fifteen dollars an hour. If you and that's if you're working at if you good. Yeah, if you good. Yeah, working at somewhere. But that pays that. Let's say on the side while you were doing that, you decided to learn, uh, Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator. You you sat down and learned the entire Adobe suite, in your free time doing nothing. That skill is more transferable to making funds. That skill can be turned into a business. That skill you can pass on from generation to generation. Software change, skills on. If you got the ideas, you can learn the software. That is what it is. But you can turn that into an income stream. A lot of people are too afraid to invest in themselves or too, too afraid to be wrong about what they're picking. If you pick the wrong thing, pick something else. Most people that listen to our podcast between 27 and 34, you are young. You are a baby in the grand scheme of the world. People live to 80 these days. So you telling me your your decision between 27 and 34 are so important that you're going to screw yourself at 80? Exactly. Bro, that's a, that's a, man. When you, put and, it, yeah, when you put it to that, when you put it like that, it's like, it makes you, you've got to put the mirror in front of yourself and be real with, you for, for, yeah. with yourself for a moment. You have yeah. to. 
Break your life down into football games. Quarters. You can break it into quarters. If the first quarter is from 1 to 25, how many – you don't want to be the Falcons, bro. You don't want to have a 27-point lead and lose by, by what, what was it, 30-something in the fourth quarter. You, and burn. That's you don't want to be that, and that's what most people are trying to do. They're trying to be the Falcons. They're not trying to be the Patriots in this situation. Mm-hmm. They trying to get all their W's at the beginning. Yeah, we gonna get straight A's in high school. We gonna get we gonna magna cum laude in college. I'm gonna get that nice job coming out, but then I'm gonna fall into all the financial traps. I'm gonna get the nice car. I'm gonna buy a house that I can't afford. I'm gonna get the nicest clothes. I'm gonna buy all this jewelry. Financial traps. They taking their early W's. Exactly. Now, when the second quarter come, they still winning a little bit. They done got that promotion. They moving up a little bit. They done got married. They done had a kid or two. Okay, cool. Now, third quarter's coming around. Now, third quarter's when most people retire. That's retirement time now. You looking between 50 and 75. In my opinion, you shouldn't be working. If you can get an AARP car, you don't need to be at work. Honestly, man. And that's just me from a personal, my mindset. Yeah, and I, and I feel like when you put it into the quarter standpoint, the fourth quarter standpoint, where I start to see the, the younger generation – the 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 conversation is starting to become more normal around the younger generation, like people our age, like I would say, like somewhere between eighteen to thirty. People are starting to talk more about how they want to retire at forty, pretty much within Q two. They want, and if you look at that, yeah. they 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 don't they want the game to be over yeah. at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, and this is where, and people may disagree with me, people may agree with me, whatever. But for me, it's I don't want to be, I want to, it's not so much about I don't want to work anymore by the time I'm 40. I want to continue, I want to be able to lay down the groundwork, plant the seeds, and watch the the crop grow. By the time I'm 40. I want to be working the way I want to work. Exactly, because I'm not just so much working a job. I am working, I am servicing a craft that builds opportunities not just for me but for everyone that I, I I connect with going on through my life so by the time I'm 40 what the type of real estate work that we do is not what we do right now yeah and, <clears throat> and that's, just, that's just as an example but when you look at the concept it's like the work that you're doing now can you see yourself doing this for the remainder of your life if not you know what I'm saying how does the skills that you um, produce now, how does that compound and how does that complement something else eventually and how can you create the life that you want? So by the time, so as you get older, it's, you know, oh, I'm not working anymore. Okay, cool. But even if you choose to retire, you're not quote unquote working. What are you doing with your time? Are you just sitting around the house? Are you sitting on the beach or somewhere? Just chilling? And even just, and, and to add to that, yeah, adding to that is you working so hard to get your W so early that you're not realizing that the world is still you. You are still a baby in the world. Is it, bro? By 25, if you're telling me you got your whole life figured out at 25, how sad is your life? Yeah, so much. You, you got so much, so much, much more, more to live. So much if you're saying now at the end of the second quarter, if we're going by this example, you 50. Mm-hmm. See, most people are thinking, oh, 50, I need to be retired. No, you need to be figuring out. You should know what you like by 50. The way I break it down, Q1 is you getting the experiences of life. Q2 is you figuring out what you want to do. 
How do you want to impact the world? What do you want to leave your mark? What do you want to leave for your family? That's what you need to be figuring out between 25 and 50, but you got so much time to do it. Why are you rushing? See, most people are trying to be, oh, I need to be in my career and making millions by 30. Why? What's the difference between making millions at 30 and making millions at 40? There's no difference. The only difference is how patient you are. How much, and and the reason I say all this is because when you we do real estate, what's the most important part of a house? The foundation. It is. See, most people don't realize when you build a regular slab house, you got a plain slab brick foundation. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But when you move up, let's say people like us, we're not trying to build a two-story house. We're not trying to build a one-story. We're not trying to build a ranch. We're trying to build a multifamily. That's how I look at generational wealth. Generational wealth is your multifamily unit. See, the higher your your multifamily, the deeper your foundation. Exactly, yeah. See, if I set my foundation between 1 and 25, how deep can I go? Not that far. I ain't lived that much life. I don't know that much. Even if I dedicate my life to a craft, I'm really only getting experience between the ages of 18 and 25, be for real. But if I got to go to college, I'm really only getting experience between 21 and 25. You're telling me a four-year a four year foundation into my into my generational wealth is enough? No, it's not enough. That's in my opinion. I could no. be wrong. And the, and, the, and, I, and the reason why I agree with what you're saying is because it's also about the quality of experience that you're getting, too. The, the, the level of experience that you get within, if, we just, if we're remaining consistent with the concept that we were talking about before quarters, if you're only getting the, this, the, the level of experience that you get within that first quarter is very entry level. By the time you get into Q2, where you're talking about you're over 25, you're starting to get more into the the, the big boy game, uh, the more adult-like game of what you're doing. You're really just getting out of college. Most people ain't getting out of college yeah. at 23. Yeah, like and, you're, and now you're starting to get into a whole new space of how to use your skills. It's not because and, and it kind of it, it continues to build what we're talking about. Q1 is you're learning the what. Like, you know how you have what, when, where, how. You're learning the what. What is that? What is my craft? You know what I'm saying? Okay, even if you do, you're fortunate of uh, figuring out what you're passionate about, you're still learning what it is. Q2, you're learning how, where, when. And that's when you're coming across other people. Yeah, you're starting to, now you're starting to figure out more about, okay, it's people out there who got so much different angles of the game that I'm pursuing right now because they're putting the time, they put the time in. They've earned their rank. They've earned their experience. And now they're trying to share it with me or they're trying to provide it to me through a service or through a platform. It's for me to go get it. So to to, to help bring this full circle, you know, in your early to, to our young hustlers, for you guys and for you ladies out there who are in still either in your teens or in your early 20s, use those, use those first 25 years to... To, if you are able to figure out what you what you're passionate about, strive and learn the skill and learn and learn the profession, learn the the, the the basis. Start to build your foundation. Go into cute. Go into your your more uh, your younger your your adulthood. Go into your more established years. You need to be able to learn more about how to use your skills and how it and bring impacts. Not to just what you're doing in your profession, but how does it bring impact into air into all the other areas into your life and you know hey i'm in the same boat with you i'm only in q i'm in q2 so i can't tell you how q3 is gonna look like for me 
exactly, but I know what I envision. And by Q3, I envision on how Q1 and Q2, I'm doing so much uh, implementation on my foundation that by Q3, and hopefully if I'm able to make it to Q4, those opportunities are able to be self-sustainable and those opportunities are able to not just help me or my business partner, they're able to help so many other people and they can leave a footprint for other folks to be able to follow and be able to take it to the next level that I probably haven't envisioned in my lifetime. But all we're saying is, this is a marathon. This is not a rat. This is not a rat race. This is not a. This is not a quick hundred minute sprint. You're gonna to have to understand that certain things are gonna take time, and certain things are gonna take patience. Having goals and aspirations is cool, but don't beat yourself over with a hammer trying to get there. Don't put too much stress on yourself. Plan, organize, execute. I tell, I tell this to my mentees. I tell this to my undergraduates that I mentor. I tell this to Jared from time to time. I tell this to myself almost every day. Plan, organize, execute. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. With the losses, you want, those, are, those are red flags to let you know what you could be doing better, what you're doing wrong, and what you need to improve on. Listen to those alerts that come up on about because when they do, that's when it's going to show your character if you're going to learn from them and so you can be able to move further along or you're going to continue to fight it and you're going to hold yourself back, remaining standstill. So it's all about the hustler's mindset. Now, this is the last thing I'm going to say before we close out. If you don't want to live an abundant life, don't listen to nothing we just said. If you're content with where you are, live exactly where you are. If you don't have the patience to see the foresight of how you could set a better foundation for your goals, don't listen. Take your L's, whine about them, cry about them, move on. But if you're trying to learn from them, this is how you do it. You think about life as a long game. It's not short. It got video game rules to it. If you play the game right, you play the game long enough, you learn the cheat codes. Once you learn the cheat codes, you pass them on to somebody else. If you ever was a kid back in the day when San Andreas came out, you all the cheat codes weren't given to you when you first start. Somebody will learn one. They come to school with that sheet of paper. They hand it to you. You go play with them a little bit. You learn one. You add it to the sheet of paper. You give it to the next person. That sheet of paper move around the whole classroom to everybody got all the cheat codes to the game. That's how life works. I get a cheat code. I'm going to give it to you. You get a cheat code. You give it to me. That's how life works when you're patient. You got to be patient for somebody to figure out the codes to give them to you. They already been laid out in books, courses. Just take the time to implement them. Be patient enough to give them time to work. Now, I'm not saying this just for y'all. I'm saying this because this is what I need to hear. But for everybody else that needed to hear it, you're welcome as well. This has been another episode of Off the Hustle. This is Jared. This is Amari. Peace. Peace. That's it. Episode is over. Hey. If you're on Apple, subscribe, review, and give us a rating. Yeah, man. We definitely want to hear back from you. As we continue to grow this platform, we want to make sure that we're actually giving you the content that you need and the content that you actually want. So reach out to us. Let us know what you want. Peace. That's it.